Welcome to the Jackie's Podcast. Here are your hosts, Kevin Arrow, Mike Drew, and Mark Kephart. Hey guys, welcome to the Trag Geeks Podcast, episode 43. Should be a lot of fun. Who do we have tonight, Kevin? We have Matt Davis again for the third time. Tonight we're going to dive strictly into the Mountain Ops products and Mountain Ops. Should be fun. Excited to get this podcast started. As always, we'd like to thank our podcast sponsor, QU. QU designs and manufactures ultralight hunting, apparel, and tackle. To find more out about QU, visit www.kuiu.com. Mike, it's it's good to have you back, man. You've been gone for a while. I know work has kept you away, but what have you been up to, man? Oh, uh, man, yeah, I was in coal mines in a couple different states over the last month. I uh, just couldn't quite make it onto the podcast could never get back to a hotel in time, but uh, I've been traveling with work and then uh, trying to sell a house and build a house and just a lot of stuff, man. Wife's getting ready for farming season, so she's been busy. Yeah. Uh, the normal stuff with trad geeks, it's always, and, and that's part partially why we brought Mike on board is Mark's usually busy with family things or I'm busy with family things and it's hard to always be on the same page tonight uh mark's wife was busy with something so mark's gonna skype in here later but mike could make it uh to my office here in punxsutawney so we're kind of just sitting here catching up on things and talking about what's coming in the future here with trad geeks and our families but it's always fun to be able to meet in person and get back on track with things yeah i'm glad i'm back you don't like being in the mines then? I actually didn't mind the mines, so I didn't mind being underground. It was being on top of the coal towers, the, the clean coal silos, 200 feet, 220 feet off the ground through open grate flooring that I didn't like. Ooh, It was bad, man. It was like... I'm with you. I'd rather be it. underground than above. It was like I, was, I had this anxiety high. for like weeks before him. I'm going back underground. I haven't been underground for a while. I was nervous. And underground the first day, and I was like, oh, man, I like this. This is cool. And then... That day we we went out and uh, that was a, the first night I was there. We climbed a 170 foot coal silo. And I remember walking up and I was like, "Oh, this isn't so bad." And I get up there and I look around and I realize how high I am off the ground. And then I start walking back down. And when you come down, you're looking through the flooring, through the open grate flooring. And when you see how far down it is, and all there is is this expanded metal flooring. It's like, no thanks. Well, yeah, tree stand is high enough. Leg shaking, like come give me. And there's, there's this guy who's he's retired. He's, he's in his mid seventies. He's the corporate safety manager. For, he was a retired corporate safety manager, and he just like it helps if you look straight forward. And I'm like, if I look straight forward, I won't have any idea where my feet are, so I have to look down. <laughs> oh, it was bad, man. Yeah, height heights and me don't jive well. I've always been good at like tree stand level, twenty feet. Yeah, anything above that, I get a little freaked out it was it's a long ways down man and there's guys up there every day working it's nothing to them but to me it's just like going underground it's it's their it's their jobs and and i uh uh, never met a prouder more proud group than i have those coal miners it's unbelievable and what they do underground is i would not want to do it but i'd rather do that than be on top of one of those coal (laughs) silos every day (laughs) Uh, that's for sure 
Yeah. So, but I'm, I am very glad to be back. I missed a couple podcasts. Just couldn't couldn't work out the timing. Yeah, but no biggie, man. We don't care. Like I said, we just we're going to keep pumping these out here every month, at least two a month, if not more. And uh, we have a lot of cool guests lined up. But tonight is Matt Davis again. Matt's a great friend. Like I said, we've had him on the podcast quite a few times. Never really dove into strictly mountain ops um, and what kind of products they have for the hunter or the everyday outdoorsman. So it should be fun. I'm excited to pick his brain with my profession and and kind of how I perceive supplements. So I'm going to explain kind of how I use them in my everyday life, and I'm sure Mark will as well. But, you know, I'm not a real big gym rat where I'm going to hit the gym every day. So I don't really use them on that side of things, but I use them in other ways that I'm sure some of you will be able to relate. So I'm excited to get them on. I'd like to take a moment to talk about Maven Optics. Head over to mavenbuilt.com and design your own customizable optics today. You can select from different camos, colors, sizes, and don't forget about their lifetime unconditional warranty. Let me let me introduce you again, Matt, for the what third time you've been on the podcast. It's always a pleasure. You're a wealth Thank of you. knowledge. Um, we've always just had you on to talk about traditional archery, which we can't go without doing. But first and no, foremost, no, 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 no. <laughs> we want to dive into mountain ops tonight and talk a little bit about your product. We're partnered with Mountain Ops and Mark and I and Mike have been using the product. Um, me being a chiropractor, as you know, at first I had a lot of questions and I kind of want to get into that a little bit and explain to the listeners why we chose to do the partnership. But tell us your role with Mountain Ops and where Mountain Ops is going and what it is for Everybody that doesn't know, and if you don't know, you probably live on a, under a rock because <laughs> ops is everywhere. But it is everywhere. <laughs> no, we're 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 definitely very fortunate to have a have a great creative team of individuals and work with you know great partners like you guys that are that are able to help spread the awareness of of mountain ops and what we are. So my role within the company, I'm our, I'm our VP of Sales and Marketing. So I work with our entire creative team so any video email web related thing to mountain ops which is basically all we do is, is something that i oversee so um i work with casey and jordan harbertson who are two of the co-founders and basically whether it's a campaign or whatever we got going on we come together strategize then i outline and execute basically so that's kind of my role within the company um that's a short and sweet. I, we all wear a couple different hats. Everybody, you know, it depends on the day what you're going to be doing, but that's kind of my primary role. So, um, yeah, man. mountain ops, what mountain ops is. So it's funny, you know, it, you, you hear a lot of people and people are always going to bag on companies or bag on things that yep. they don't understand. Right. A lot of times there's, there's a big disconnect and I feel that, you know, obviously health and awareness and, um, well-being that's a that's something that's growing faster and faster within the outdoor archery hunting community and so what mountain ops is is mountain obviously stands for 
mountain, but <laughs> OPS stands for outdoor performance supplements. And when you, when people hear supplements, a lot of times it's an automatic turnoff because they look, you know, if, if you're on social media and you see some super ripped dude, or you see some chick in a bikini doing some bodybuilding contest and stuff like that. And a lot of people aren't drawn to that. That's a very, very niche market. So while yes, our products are supplements, they're not in the dimension of bodybuilding or anything particular like that. Like our, our goal and our mission as a company is just to allow people to enjoy doing things outdoor even more. There are zero negative reciprocations for being healthier in life, whether that's with your family, whether that's with hunting, whether that's whatever, being healthy is a good thing, right? Absolutely. So our products and our everything that we've done from our formulas to what we want to accomplish, they are catered towards people that enjoy being in the outdoors, whether that's hunting, kayaking, rock climbing, you name it. Our products are multidimensional. It's not just for the gym. You know, we say there's God's gym and there's Gold's gym, right? There, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but our products are just as applicable in in all spaces. So that's a little bit about Mountain Ops. So hopefully, where there people are trying to, you know, clear out the murky water and try to understand what we are, we're not some marketing firm where we're trying to scam people out of their money and telling them they're going to lose a hundred pounds and exactly. have twenty inch biceps and whatever. It's we're just trying to make people healthier and happier. Yeah, and I think the big thing is is exactly is that exactly, Matt? Like you're a gym rat. You're in the gym every day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're 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 stacked. You you know, you're really in good shape comparatively to me. I'm a little runt. Um, I get my workout <laughs> adjusting patients every day and and doing cardiovascular activity. So I'll give her a run right. in the morning and stuff like that. But I, I really don't spend my time in the gym. One, I'd like to, and I have in the past, undergrad, graduate school, I was in the gym. But now yeah. I have two little kids, goats to take care of, chickens to get, uh, homestead <laughs> to take care of, thanks to my <laughs> wife, love her to death. But uh, I have all that to take care of on top of my practice and everything else. So I, I just don't have time to spend in a gym setting. However, got to prioritize, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I go for a run in the morning, uh, do a lot of hiking and stuff like that around the house in my spare time. Um, so I, my workouts are geared more towards getting work done at the house. But with that Absolutely. said, I work long days, you know, and, and we're all about eating clean and eating healthy. So if we can't grow it or kill it, we try not to eat it. One, but there's always that meal that I struggle to fulfill throughout my day. So for instance, on Tuesdays, I work from nine to four 30 straight through just seeing patients. I have a hard time getting out to get a meal. Most of the time, my wife will prepare something for me and I can bring it to the office and, and chow down between patients, but there's times that she doesn't. And that's where I really feel that mountain ops comes through for me. Um, we've had discussions in the past about, you know, before we partnered and all that, my concerns on what is in mountain ops and is it, is it healthy? Is it a healthy alternative for me? And, um, is it clean? And, and and there's some portions that I feel there could be in some improvements on it, 
with that said, Absolutely. with that said, you can only make so many imp- improvements without making the product taste like garbage. So Correct. I, I really supplement midday. You know, if I can't get a meal, I'll have a, a protein shake here at work. Really, really helps me out. Or, you know, if I'm getting up early in the morning, I'll have some Yeti to kickstart <clears> my day and instead of a coffee. Um, yep. So that's how I use it. I, it's, it's not every day that I use it, but I've incorporated it into my life where before it was, I was searching out for something and maybe I was searching in, in supplement, supplementing junk food instead of something that could be a healthier alternative. Um, right. So that's no, just absolutely. how I use it, man. And it, and so important what you said there, Kev, is that supplements are just that. They're a supplement. They aren't a replacement mm-hmm. for anything. They really aren't. They're, they're you know, you, you were kind of talking about meal replacement, kind of probably referring to our ammo or our magnum, right? Yep. So great nutritional formula. Everything that's within that, that you know, it's got whole foods, it's got a lot of protein, it's got fruits and vegetables within that. It tastes good, so you actually want to take it, which is so important in the supplement world. To your point, it's better than no one wants to eat dirt or eat chalk or whatever, but it's understanding that supplements aren't a replacement. It's introducing that into a already active and healthy lifestyle. I always try to tell people, you know, going back to the not replacing anything, supplements are meant to kind of bridge the gap between living an active lifestyle and a healthy diet. Yep. Like it's a, it's a trifecta. It's that triangle. And without one, the others really don't factor in. They don't work completely. So what you said was, was so important and people don't understand that sometimes it's just, Oh, I'm just, all I'm going to do is eat ammo or all I'm going to do is, drink yeti or endure it's like no like you need food and water and everything else (laughs) yeah you need to you need to continue to have a healthy lifestyle and for me that was that was a turning point for me because all through school and everything else you know we were kind of we we always stayed clear that and we could if we can't grow it or kill it we didn't eat it and and nowadays it's really hard if you don't grow your own produce to for instance you can't go to a Wally World or a grocery store and buy vegetables and expect to get all the nutritional value out of it that you think you're going to get with all the sprays and chemicals and all Heavens that. Heavens no. Oh, yeah. It's Huge just not, point. It's just not there anymore. No. Nope. Where Lindsay and I, you know, we grow a lot of it or get it off of our neighbors at, or like Mike here. Chloe has her own farm and she grows everything organically and so if we're not getting it from them, we're getting it from another neighbor or we're getting it ourselves, which is great. But you, it's, it's so hard to do that all year long. Yep. So I was against supplements beforehand, but now I see how they can be incorporated into my life at a, at a small degree, which actually right. ends up being a big degree because those those little meals that you skip are so important. Um, yeah. So that's how I've incorporated it. And I think that's, that's huge because a lot of people, I don't think look at it that way. They don't, they don't think that I could just add this a little bit into my life and have gigantic gains from that. But well, it's, it's, it's a hundred pennies make a dollar, right? So it's, it's little things that add up over time to your point of 
food no longer truly having the nutritional value that it used to. I mean, organic isn't so organic anymore, right? So where you lack in protein or vegetables or fats or anything like that, that's a, you know, supplements are a great alternative, again, to bridge that gap between that healthy diet and active lifestyle. It kind of helps bring everything together. So that, that was a really good point, Kev. Yeah, the protein thing is, is huge. Like when you really sit down and try to get your appropriate proteins throughout the day, it's tough when you work full time if you don't supplement. It really is tough. And when you're a horrible trad hunter like me and you don't kill stuff, you don't have venison <laughs> to eat for protein, so you need magnum. <laughs> yeah, you do, unfortunately. <laughs> Unless you're somebody like Zach that just jumps around with chicken all day long like he used to. I know he's doing the keto thing now, but uh, yeah, yeah he, I can remember following him a long time ago, and Zach would just like carry chicken wherever he went. It was crazy, but dude, and he loved it. It he is dry <laughs> and cardboard, and he'd come over and seriously, that's what he had. Like he'd be wearing like cargo, his like summit cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah. Pull out a bag of chicken. I'm like, is this like Napoleon Dynamite and tater tots, <laughs> dude? Like, what are we doing here? He would. I can remember seeing films of his way back, and, and Zach and I go way back, but uh, just him and his chicken was, it just cracked me up when it's South Dakota, honey, just pull out like frozen chicken and just start chowing down on it. Talk about a guy dedicated to his his oh. eating habits. It's unbelievable. I wish I could be more like that, and I am to a degree, but not not like that, or else I'd look a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that Zach. That's his lifestyle, man, and he rocks it. He goes a hundred percent on everything that he does. So and I, I tip my hat to him on that stuff. To to the guys that are listening that don't know, that's Zach Griffith. ZachGriffith.com. dot com. Summit swag. Great Flabby dude. Hats. <laughs> We've been wanting to get Zach on forever, and we we just uh, our schedules never jive. So he'll be coming on soon, I'm sure. But. Yeah. That's cool, man. Love the product. Love what you guys are doing and how you're branching out. Um, Thank you. The films and the videos and stuff like that are cool. And you guys have some new products out. Talk about some of the new stuff you have going on, Matt. Yeah, some some of the new products um, are latest and greatest, if you will, that, you know, in, in my opinion, and and before I go hopping into the products and kind of talking about things, for anybody listening, I don't want anything I say to sound like sales pitchy. Um, I, I say what I say because I mean it and I believe it. You know, I, I had a good job before I le- left, you know, and came to Mountain Ops, and, and I wouldn't believe, be there if I didn't believe in, in what they were trying to accomplish with their products. And so as I go and talk about those, just I get excited and, I, and I'm passionate about it, but... I hope people don't think I'm over the top and I hope that people find find what I have to say interesting and if there's questions or anything that I don't answer, I hope that they'll further educate themselves. Um, coming full circle to the question you asked, that was a really long intro to a new product. I didn't even say a name, but <laughs> the latest and greatest um, would be our new Ignite product. Now, all of our products as far as the cardio enhancer side now ignite is is a energy hydration focus type product and i'll kind of dive into 
what ingredients and what is helping accomplish that within that product. But all of our cardio enhancers, Ignite, Yeti, and Enduro, have a base formula that is very, very similar. Um, the base, I guess, ingredient, if you will, that's kind of giving you the, the boost of hydration and energy would be L-arginine and L-citrulline. And Kevin, you obviously jump in. You have a degree in this. So if there's something that I miss <laughs> in talking about these ingredients, please, you know, either tell me I'm stupid or educate everyone further. But <laughs> um, those are basically vasodilators. And what that means is it helps you expand your blood vessels. That means that blood can flow more freely throughout your veins, through your body. Your heart doesn't have to work as hard to get blood to your brain, to your muscles, to everything. It basically... As it does that, it's carrying and boosting nitric oxide, which is essentially oxygen. Anytime you get tired, you, you know, you're hiking up a hill, your calves are burning, your lungs are burning, it's because you're lacking oxygen. So being able to use a cardio enhancer um, allows you to basically hike harder, hunt harder, work out harder, whatever the application of the product is, that's what's going to help you accomplish that. So uh, coming back to the Ignite, like I said, that's kind of the base formula within that new to that ignite product and the reason why it's such a a one-size-fits-all product and and really knows no boundaries within the outdoor industry it has a a, has a brain blend and when i say brain blend what i'm kind of talking about is something that's called nootropics and nootropics are ingredients if you will that basically enhance your brain's ability to focus your hand-eye coordination, the way that you see color, the vividness, all that, that's that's that focus property that I'm talking about. And it was so funny because, you know, I thought, how, how, how different is this going to be? You know, they said brain blend. I'm like, guys, that sounds really silly, but that's uh-huh. literally what it does. Like, I take that and applying that into traditional shooting. This isn't a sales plug, but I feel like I have freaking laser vision when yeah. I take that. And you're right. Well, Not to interrupt, Matt, but like, and I, I don't want to sell, like I'm a salesperson either because I, <laughs> honestly I had, I was very skeptical coming into this and you knew that Matt, but yep. you know, we, we talked about it and we figured it out. And in my practice is where I use it mostly. And it, it's hard to stay very focused when you're educating patients on a daily basis about things that they don't truly really seem to care about and that's health and and what they (laughs) need to do on a regular basis to get well they want a five-minute visit adjust them manipulate them and them to feel better and they don't want to work on things afterwards so patient education (laughs) patient education is huge and it's draining to do on a day in and day out basis i have found when i take ignite not to plug it not to be salesy I can retain that focus better. I can, I can go throughout my day educating patients and, and gaining their trust better when I supplement that throughout the day. If I don't, I get tired. I really do. Yep. Um, and that was, that was just, I was, I was having some Yeti when I'd get tired. And I'm talking maybe once a day to I felt the urge to have I can ignite in the morning and in the afternoon for my like nine to one, three to seven shift. Yeah. And it's helped my practice, believe it or not, just being able to stay focused and educating my patients. 
So yep. just throwing that out there. I know and it that, sounds and crazy, that's awesome, but you and I, kid, we haven't had a chance to really touch base no, on a little haven't. bit. Just talking, talk, talking about the products, and that's. And I guess I hope that anybody listening, it, it's really, it's not sales pitchy. This isn't as seen on TV. Like at the very beginning of our conversation, right? It's like Mountain Ops is everywhere, and I truly attribute that to quality products that work. It, it's not a marketing scam. Yeah, we're yeah we're good at getting our brand out there. We work with some great individuals, and we're very fortunate to be in a space that is coming into the health awareness you know phase of, of the industry, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the products work. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and, they really and, do. And there's those people that are on the fence that are, it's, oh, do I try it? You know, everybody's taking mountain ops. Everyone's wearing their hats. Everyone's wearing their whatever it, it's because pe- people are passionate about it because it, it's helping increase their quality of life coming full circle to that you know health is important in all aspects of life it's not just you know kev what you're talking about you you live an active lifestyle you've got a homestead you go out and you take a run every morning you're educating people on health that's your job you and i have the same job kevin we're trying to increase people's wellness health and wellness trying to let them be healthier trying to let them live longer enjoy the things they like doing whether that's shooting a bow whether that's climbing up a tree stand or chasing bugles whatever that is you and i have the same job i'm just trying to you know get them products that will potentially help accelerate that if you will yep and you know for the listeners too you can go through mark and i and mike's social media all that stuff it's not like we're plugging mountain ops hard and like oh this product works for us like we just incorporated it into our life and and it is what it is we don't we yep. don't need to i mean it it's just a really cool product and like i said it goes back from the very beginning when i came to you and, and you came to us saying hey what can we do together? And I said, I'm, I don't know, man, we're skeptic. Like I'm skeptic with <laughs> what my practice is. Let's talk about, right. let's talk about the ingredients, what they're in there and, and what concerns me and what doesn't. And it, it really just came down to the sugar. It was the only thing that really concerned me with it. Um, yep. you know, and, and that's one place that it, it, it gets tricky because it's, you also have to make it affordable to the customers. So, I get it. Correct. I really do get it. Um, but that's partially why I, I try to I try to supplement where I feel that it's needed. But also, I use Mountain Ops kind of like my uh, my crutch for the day. So instead of going and getting yep. a candy bar, it, it's my Mountain Ops. But uh, it works. It works for me. And and if I can have a chocolate shake, you know, once or twice throughout the week, if not more. That's kind of my uh, my fix, so to speak. But yeah, absolutely. So, Mike, you've you've been the elephant in the in the room over here. You're just <laughs> <laughs> over there. I, I want to hear about, a little bit about your experience with Mountain Ops, whether it's good or bad. I mean, just the hundred percent nitty gritty gritty truth of kind of what you've experienced with the products. Sure. So, my experience with Mountain Ops is pretty limited so far. Uh, but I play. I wake up in the morning and play basketball at uh, 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday before I get into work. And can, can you hear me, Kev? Go ahead, Come, bud. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you can hear me. Yep. But still, okay, I want to make sure because I couldn't hear Who myself. Who cares if Kev can hear you? Yeah, I know. As long as, <laughs> as, long as I can hear myself. But no, I I, uh, I started taking it. I don't know, probably what uh, two months ago, and uh, uh-huh. I took it before basketball, and uh, I definitely noticed 
I, I usually start drinking about 5.45 in the morning and 6.15 yeah. I'm playing basketball. And I, the first time I took it, I was like, it was kind of those wi eyes wide open kind of experience where I was like, whoa, what is this? This is not <laughs> something I've ever felt at 6 a.m. in the morning before. And, uh, <laughs> and I wasn't really sure how to handle it because it was, it was a little too much. And then uh, probably two, two or three days later, I, well, it was probably two days later, I took it again and, and I, I cut back a little bit on it. I was like, I had to ease myself into this Yeti. And, uh, yep. and I've been drinking it every morning since when I play basketball. And I, I feel like well, if, I, if I leave the house without it, I'm walking out of the house without my basketball shoes. <laughs> like it literally is like, <laughs> boy, I, I feel good when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm using this stuff. And if I go out there, it's going to be like, I forgot something. That's honestly yeah. how it feels to me, and yeah. uh, I, I usually I only use it in the morning before basketball because I sit at a desk all day. It's not something I want to use all day. And and I'm, as I'm, as I was listening to you and Kev talking about uh, meal replacement and and energy, and I I get into that every day. Right after lunch, I'm oh, I could take a nap right now. I'm thinking about <laughs> other things, but uh, it, my mountain ops experience has been at 5:45 in the morning starting to take it, and I, and I love it. I would honestly feel weird if I left the house to play basketball without it. It's, it's that's good awesome, stuff, man. man. That's, that's, that's so great to hear. And it's cool. You know, all the products and for anybody listening, it was like, Oh man, Mike said it was strong. You know, a, a lot of times every single person and your body's tolerances and the way your body absorbs and utilizes certain things is, is different. So if you ever are, you know, if you read the ingredients and there's something that might stand out to you, you're like, man, I don't know how my body's going to react, you know, assess for your tolerance, right? Whether it's a half scoop and yeah. Yeah, and doing it, doing it that way, right? So it's, and you don't want it, to, it doesn't need to be necessarily an, an everyday thing like you guys were saying. It's, it's just the implementation when it's, when you need it, when it, when it needs to be used, it's not you guys aren't living on the stuff. You know what I mean? It's you, you guys enjoy whether Kevin, it's you working hard, you know, you have your own practice, your, your family's well-being, your livelihood relies on that. You want to perform the very best that you can doing that. So while you don't go to the gym every day and pump iron or whatever, you know that when you go to work, it's like, you know, I need to be focused. I need to help these clients. I need to help them have a good experience. And, and that's when you're able to apply that. And then Mike, you're out playing basketball. I'm sure that's like, you know, for me, for lifting weights, that's like my stress relief. That's my me time. That's my rage in the cage. That's my listen to my gangster rap and have my out of body experiences or whatever. And, <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're burning off that stress and, and every guy needs that. Right. Yeah. And that's Mike. I'm, I'm sure that's what that is for that's you. Exactly you're able to go hang out with the boys, go freaking dunk on some fools, break some ankles, call it a morning. Usually right? my so own that's... ankles. Usually my own ankles. <laughs> but, but no, you're, you're exactly right. It's yeah. like that. I, I, my wife's always like, oh, you go do all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but I do it at 5.45 in the morning. It's like, yep. there's not a lot of people that do that. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm 31 and I play basketball with guys that are anywhere from 18 to 60. And it's not a crazy game, but it's fun. And I like to have all the energy and, uh, I like to be as aware, as aware as I can while I'm out there, and that's kind of what it does. It's it's kind of like I, I I just feel like I'm here. I'm in, I'm yep. in this moment as opposed to I used to wake up and I'd go there and I'd still be yawning 15, 20 minutes into running, trying to figure out if I'm you know uh, if I'm if I'm here or if I'm 
still asleep somewhere in my bed. It's, it's, it's a weird thing, but the Yeti is definitely the first time, like I said, it was strong first time I took it. And the, the worst part was, is I kind of mixed it like I used to mix grandma's crystal light, where as long as it tasted right, it was good. But if I, if I mix it a little strong and it was, and it was, and I didn't use enough water, but I think I, I needed to taste a little better. I was take I was still taking too much for the amount of water I was drinking. And, and, but once right. I sorted it out and I got the right size water bottle, man, I'm set. I love it. Yeah. I really love it. And it's, it, first off, it the taste, the, the, I like the peach and it, it reminds me of my grandma's crystal light, which was the iced tea I grew up drinking. Yeah. It's delicious, yeah. but man, does it, it is something else. It, it's, it's. It doesn't necessarily help my game, <laughs> depending on the day, but it helps me feel like at least I'm there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I think I can relate, because I don't think I mix mine very strong. And to be honest, I just fill out a, a Siberian tumbler, which is similar to the Yeti tumbler. Um, I'll put maybe a scoop and a half in that. And I... I don't even look at like what the mix ratio is, but I would assume yeah. that's probably light and uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm really good to go. So. It's, it's good. You know, I mean, obviously drinking water, not talking about mountain ops per se, but drink, drinking, drinking water and, and your hydration, all that's so important. And it's, I get bored of water. I see a lot of people that are, whether it's a little thing, a crystal light, or they're using drops from the Seven Eleven or whatever they're doing. So if you're looking for an alternative just to flavor your water and do that exact thing that you're doing, Kev, like it doesn't have to be a, you're not eating a freaking sugar pop. You know what I mean? It's, it's just adds good flavor. It helps you keep drinking water throughout the day, staying hydrated, which you know, is obviously a benefit to any type of weight loss, muscle growth, anything like that. So that's that's a really good application. Absolutely. But well, one thing I wanted to say for anybody listening is you're probably thinking, <laughs> how does this apply to hunting? Exactly. Right? Everybody, yeah. anybody that listens to this either shoots a bow or hunts or is just an OG, right? Um, so hunting right let's let's talk a little bit about hunting and i and i want to talk about whitetail hunting kevin and i want you to chime in here because i'm not much of a whitetail slayer like yourself or mike you guys are just freaking gangsters in the trees but uh being and and it's coming full circle back to some of the stuff that we talked about the the energy and focus of that talk talk a little bit to me guys about why that's important while you're sitting in a tree stand or a blind why why is that relevant to whitetail hunting well for me one if i had to pick a product that i would take before i went whitetail hunting it'd be ignite believe it or not the reason being is for instance i get up early i can hunt mornings i don't have to be to work till nine o'clock um so i get up super early do my chores head to my stand and a lot of times i find myself just sitting there Excited to be in the woods, but half asleep, yeah. dozing off. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, whitetail hunting is pretty boring. You, you enjoy it, but you're sitting. You're sitting a lot. And day, yeah. in, in, day the in, the dark, in and out. Just waiting. Yeah, you'll, we'll sit in the dark for an hour before it gets daylight to get yeah. into uh, the bedding areas we need to be in and targeting specific deer. For instance, this year, I, I was sitting there just kind of with my, my head looking down at the base of my stand, my hands on, or my elbows on my knees, just in la-la land. And I was sitting in a specific stand that I've sat in 
maybe five times prior that year and never saw anything out of it. But I knew the stand was in a good location. Yeah. Sitting there and all of a sudden I heard, and I was like, oh, that's a squirrel. Typical squirrel. Yeah. And I just happened to look down and to my left and 15 yards there he stood looking at me. And it was like, if I was only aware, if I was only focused <laughs> on every sound in tune, maybe I would have been prepared for that deer. And he ended up spotting me. I stayed still. He worked out. I could have maybe got a shot. He was a mediocre deer. It wasn't one I was really concerned on killing, but it was an opportunity for me that I missed out because I was just in la-la land. Where, right. I, where I, at that time, I wasn't, Ignite wasn't out. And I, I just, with how it's worked in my practice, I feel if I would have had a product like that to stay awake, stay more focused and, and I'm a coffee drinker I love my coffee but it, to be honest it doesn't do anything for me coffee anymore. does nothing for me I just drink it for the flavor no, I can, I honestly, I can honestly drink a coffee at 9.30 and, <laughs> and go to bed immediately and be out at 9.32 you know that's it's, me that's me it does, it does <laughs> nothing so for me as a whitetail hunter um, I could see that product really working for me just off the top of my head thinking of something um not to mention just the the will to get up. It, it, it gets tough. It get for whitetail gets tough. You know, we go out west once every two years or once every year, and it's nothing for me to get up and all right. I got to hike back in a couple miles, get ready. I'm on the move. Like that's easy for me, but whitetail hunting because I've done it for so long. It's it monotonous, man. It's, it's just, tough. It's like turkey hunting in the spring. It's you know you have to get up two hours before you need to be in the woods just to get there and it's and oh, it's brutal to hear, it's brutal to a couple, a couple yeah. days of of no success and you're like man sleeping in sounds great <laughs> 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 the bed is warm why am i doing this it's, it's one of those things i get i'm the same way man absolutely i wish i had so. something and then I'd, i haven't tried ignite yet and it's something i'm definitely going to put on the radar because when i get up in the morning I am wide awake when I get to that tree stand and I hike in and I'm aware of everything, but you give me five minutes of sitting down in that tree stand time and I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm cocked out, man. I'm ready to sleepy bye-bye time. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. I wish I had a strap around my chest to tighten me to the tree so I could take a nap. There's been times Mark and I in this, like, I'm like, dude, is my, my harness strap tight? Cause, <laughs> Cause I'm going to fall out of this I'm tree. I'm going to fall asleep. You know, there's been this times where like you make sure your tether's pretty doggone tight. Cause there's a yeah. good chance you're going to pass out, mm -hmm. you know? Um, that just off the top of my head, Matt, that'd be an instance where I feel that Ignite would probably play a good that, role. I can only see, I can see one other place where it would, it would play a role, and that would be, uh, it, for us, Matt, it's, it's sun up for two and a half hours, early season, and then you don't go back in the woods until two and a half, three hours before dark. Yep. Come yeah. November, we, talk, we start talking sits. about all day sits. Mm -hmm. And I've only had to do a couple of those in the last couple of years to kill a deer, but when when you're doing an all day sit and it's 11 o'clock in the morning 
you're like, oh, I should take a nap. And, and then you wake up and there's a deer at 60, 80 yards in front of you. And you're like, wow. You know. And that's the prime time. That's when the that big is. boys it's are on their feet. But that's when you're the prime time to take a nap is too. Yep. The sun's up. It's beating on you. It's warm. You're like, I could get comfortable here. I like you, Mike. Bring your knees up. Put them in the Yeah. I mean, I got, I know how to do it. I got, it depends. I know what, what's tree stand to take whenever I'm doing an all day. Sick, yeah, you're know the you're thinking one. about which one's comfortable, right? Absolutely, man. Because I'd rather be in the woods and be comfortable than, than not be in the woods so yeah but yeah i mean the middle of the day in november that's important too and and i i I, doesn't matter how much coffee i would bring into a tree stand it wouldn't make a difference there's no way i'd just have to pee a whole lot more than i would if i didn't drink coffee that's about the only difference it would make (laughs) and if it smells like peach it might attract them so that's that's true i got a lot of green apple trees around here (laughs) (laughs) no no you can now pee out of your tree stand (laughs) exactly exactly We'll make a infomercial for you. Oh, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> we could put I, something I together. I one ninety buck over my <laughs> green apple <laughs> yeah. urine. No, that wasn't a scrape. That was a mineral lick I put down. <laughs> mineral lick. That dang it, dude! I screwed it up. It was going to be funny. Hey, and we, I, do, and we, you know, they say pissing in scrapes. It don't matter. You know, it's our urine's yeah. pretty dang close to a white towels, and I've done it. Try. Um, I wonder what the game commission would think about that. I don't is know. that mountain ops in there, sir? <laughs> that is, is that what that is? <laughs> it's not FDA approved, boy. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, that's funny. We could put that's something together funny. for sure. Yeah. Oh, shoot. One, one thing that, and it's, and it's funny because I was so interested to try it this past year in, in the late season. Coming back to the L-arginine and the vasodilation, it's increasing your circulation and this is something that i think is going to be beneficial to whitetail hunters and i saw its benefits in hunting the late season we have here in utah um a a late season hunt that we can hunt elk and deer basically until the end of december it's pretty freaking cool but a lot of that is sitting in sub-freezing temperatures and four feet of snow with a spotting scope and you're you're freezing your can off and Anytime you get cold, it's because blood isn't flowing. Yep. So yep. being able to take those products that, you know, open those blood vessels and allow blood to flow more freely, it actually keeps you warmer for a longer period of time. I'm not saying you're, it's not a hot pocket. It's not a hot hand. It's not put a tub of Ignite in your, you know, kangaroo pouch thing there and you're going to be warm. It's But it, it does make a substantial difference. I was very... Yeah, um, excited at the results of being able to go because you know late season I I set up a lot of ground blinds and stuff like that and just sit really heavy worn trails right and now you they, sit there and you, it's just cold but taking that product yeah. really made a big difference I mean it probably gave me an additional hour to hour and thirty minutes as the product you know was was lasting that that would allow me to stay a little bit warmer which is so crucial on those times when you're talking about all day sits or being a, being alert during, during mm-hmm. prime time it's if you're comfortable you can one take a nap or two be awake when the deer come in so <laughs> yeah and i mean that makes all the sense in the world and i guess just because you put me on the spot i didn't really think about that but the, with the vasodilation and you know when you get cold you're you're Arteries naturally vasoconstrict so that you can keep your core temp up. Um, so then you, therefore your extremities get very cold quickly. But with something like that product, it would allow your core temp to, you know, circulate throughout your, 
your extremities, allowing your feet and hands. Primarily for us, that's what gets cold first um, to stay warmer longer. So makes perfect sense. You sounded sense. so much smarter than I did when you said that. He had a smirk on his face was, that you wouldn't believe while he was saying that. <laughs> no, I he was I like, was oh, they're going to think virgin of... <laughs> and Kevin was the doctor. <laughs> all, I, all I did was mention vasoconstriction. You should have seen, he was, Googling, he was Googling that whole time. of the equator's <laughs> negatory pole and the... Uh, oh, stop. <laughs> they they just call me a quack anyway. So you probably pushed your glasses up right before you said that too, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! No, that's Great. a good that's a good point though. I, I mean, I yeah. I will be honest. I suffer from cold feet, man. I get it too. bad. Oh. The first first weekend of rifle season here in Pennsylvania, which is uh, uh we've got a five day uh, rifle buck season, and then the first day of does Saturday morning and. I killed my buck in archery, so I was I was dying to get in the woods for this first day of doe season. I mean, I lasted like an hour and forty five minutes. It was cold. It was like eight nine degrees, something like that. And I had oh, those, yeah. I had the heated foot warmers that didn't quite heat and uh, uninsulated <laughs> boots. And the walk back to my my house, my dad's house from there was like I was walking with ice chunks strapped to my feet. And I just wish I could have done anything to stay in the woods because the deer were moving. It was cold. I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I, I just I I. I really get it bad i get cold feet and cold hands no matter hand warmers or anything like that so anything that would help is definitely worth worth investing in absolutely i want you guys to be my test hamsters i'll be a beta tester of, man. Of the I'll, I'll hunters this winter i know that's if a you bazillion months send away me the saskatchewan i'll try it all out <laughs> <laughs> No, it gets cold, it is. It gets cold enough here in October for me, man. It gets cold enough here in October it some does. mornings. It's like, oh, bed seems warm. You get those cold, rainy mornings where you know it's it's only like 40 degrees, but, man, it's this bone-chilling cold from the rain. I oh, it. yeah. It seems like they're every good morning, every Saturday in Pennsylvania. You know, Pennsylvania, we can only hunt on Saturdays. We can't hunt on Sundays, and, and it's a bone of contention of mine, but it seems like every Sunday the weather's perfect, but every Saturday it does, it's raining. It? And it's miserable. And then you sleep in the next morning. You wake up and be like, well, this would be a nice morning it's, to deer hunt. I mean, it's it's this miserable that the morning Mike killed his buck. I was in a stand also. And the wind was blowing so bad. I was just swaying in the tree. It was like rockabye baby. It was put me to sleep. And I was cold. I was freezing cold. And Mike calls me and my phone's ringing. I didn't even hesitate to answer it. Like he, like he was right next to me. I was just talking full blown. I didn't even care. That's how miserable it just gets. Didn't, didn't, did it wasn't. Yeah, it <laughs> really care. does. Anything I was like, dude, you this. want me to get down and come film you? Because I will. Like right now, you know, mid hunt, <laughs> perfect time. You know, it was miserable. Uh, anything to get out of it. Some of the stuff we put ourselves through to yeah. kill a deer in Pennsylvania right. is pretty crazy, but uh, yeah. we do it. You guys do a good job, so. <laughs> So I think that that's a good segue into some of the things I want to talk to you about, aside from mountain ops. Yeah. Um, this new Valkyrie system you have going on, Matt, talk a little bit about that, and it's more or less for selfish reasons. So. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's funny because I, 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 I met Brent... For the longest time, the only person I knew that was using it was, oh, what the crap is his name? Joel Turner. Joel Turner. I, I'd, I'd seen Joel um, kind of sporting some of his stuff, and I think Joel's a 
about as crazy and in, in, in a good way about traditional archery as anybody on, mm-hmm. on this earth or that's lived <laughs> on this earth. And so kind of watching him, you know, I was like, man, it, it was very intriguing. And so I remember I commented on, he did, he did a podcast with, uh, I think it was Gritty Bowman and I put mm-hmm. something on there. I was like, Hey, you need to do a podcast with somebody talking about this Valkyrie system. Like, what is this? I've seen no pictures. The website wasn't existent. Like, what? I was like, what's going on? This looks cool, but what is it? And I literally, no, I no sooner made that comment and it, and it put that handle that Brent reached out to me just in a quick message. And he's like, what's your phone number? And I'm thinking it's Joel, right? I'm like, well, Joel has my phone number. Like, why isn't he, why isn't he calling me? And so I put in my number and it's like, 9 30 on a friday night right so i'm like he's not gonna call me tonight then boom my phone's (laughs) ringing like 10 seconds later i hit send and i see the thing pop up scene and boom my phone's ringing i'm like what the heck and it's brent and i've never spoken to brent in my life and like 10 seconds into my conversation i'm like i love this dude like he is the most die hard hardcore like super tuned geeked out to the max guy out there and just in talking to him it's everything that basically what the valkyrie system is in a nutshell is accomplishing a through z of of the ashby theory and trying to create the most lethal performing arrow on the market on animals right and that's like you know, extreme front of center, certain grain per inch, X, Y, Z. And so I was very intrigued by it. You know, it's, I was trying to piece together, you know, components from other companies. I would shoot a, you know, an Easton injection, but I'd use a gold tip outsert and then I'd use different points in this mm-hmm. and that. And I was trying to, I was, you know, in my mind, I'd created what I wanted to accomplish in total arrow weight but how was i going to get that having you know 28 percent front of center and was there a point of diminishing returns within that front of center that it was going to be hard to tune and and, and things like that and so i kind of voiced some of those thoughts to brent and he's like dude i'm just gonna send you a couple i'll send you a little test kit right and we'll just get you dialed in and anyways it was it was amazing you know most of my arrow setups and and kev i know that you've been able to kind of accomplish this with what you have um but for me i until i kind of dove into the pieces that he had sent me it was it was everything that i was trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. and finish arrow weight right now i'm like 580 grains but i'm in like you know 26 27 percent front of center and you know it's hard to gauge accuracy and grouping as a traditional archer right it's like we're just trying to hit a pie plate (laughs) but (laughs) yeah but but i will say 100 percent. and anybody that shot next to me and and watched arrow flight and grouping and how my bow sounds and how hard they hit like it's just everything that i've wanted it to be and it's it's the complete system and you know anybody that goes and looks at it it's it's an expensive system but here's the thing and this was the analogy that brent gave me and it was so it was so on point that i was like well dude why didn't i why didn't i think of that right and you can there's you can argue it but before we argue it I'll, i'll talk about what he said and it was why are people using cheap 25 cent piece components and you know if you put two and two together, you know, a broadhead really isn't that expensive to make, right, for a manufacturer. There's a lot of markup there. They make a lot of money. It's very inexpensive to make 
broadheads in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, why are, why are people, you know, they'll spend $2,000 on binos and they'll spend thousands of dollars of gears and $1,000 on their boots and their packs and all this and, and their bows, custom bows this, custom bow that, Hoy Carbon that. But the air, but the one piece that's actually going to do the killing and make that success, you know, put the cherry on top, if you will. Not that hunting is based around a kill, but you know, we go, we go out there to be successful. Mm-hmm. Why are you putting a twenty-five cent piece component on the end of your arrow? Why why are you letting your hunt ride on that? On that? And there's a lot of great components out there, but you know, in in my experience and and having shot this, and I've tried. I feel like every arrow combination under the sun to reach what I would consider the best flying arrow. And, and Brent's system does that for me. I mean, it is slick. The tolerances are, are second to none. I posted a couple of pictures about them, but it was funny because I, you know, our traditional leagues just ended this past week, but we'd go and, and we'd shoot and, you know, targets are, targets are fairly shot up. You know, it, it, it's a shop. But all my arrows, I'd go fletching deep, and you know everyone else's is just sticking in there, and yep. and my arrows are going all the way through. Like, oh man, how much is that arrow weigh? I'm like, oh, it's only like at the time I was shooting a 560 grain arrow, just because I had my bow backed out, and uh, and they're like, my arrow weighs like 600 grains. I'm like, well, yeah, I've got like 28 percent front of center, and they're like, what is that? What is? How does that even? What does that? What does that mean? What does that? What does that equate to? And it's it's the string tied to a rock type mentality, right? If you tie a string to a rock and you throw it, the, the rock is going to dictate the flight and the accuracy of where that string is going to go. And it's the same thing with a lot of, fr- a lot of weight up front on an arrow. Mm-hmm. It's if, if it's set up properly, you know, w- within reason, um, they fly so much more accurately, the consistency, I would say the forgiveness of the arrow, if you will, obviously is traditional archers where we're trying to be a machine and repeat our shot every single time, which is incredibly hard to do. Being able to have a arrow or a setup that has that front of center, it, it allows you to, I won't say slack, but if you don't make a strong shot, if you pluck or you drop your bow arm or you do all these different things that normally change, whether it's the dynamic spine or accuracy or way that arrow is flying that front of center kind of helps straighten that out and it's going to help your arrow be more lethal when it hits and when it hits a deer or a shoulder or anything like that because it's going to be flying straighter sooner so yeah i mean i and i've lived by that and i i'm a huge foc guy high foc and i've learned from my mistakes when i first started trad five six years ago i i didn't have a high foc and and lost a good deer because of that specifically the arrow went in right behind the front shoulder exited gut only because it just didn't have the momentum to get through not the kinetic energy momentum momentum and uh there's a lot of people that get that term mixed up they they think kinetic energy and momentum are simultaneous and they're not uh it's you know kinetic energy is really speed momentum is how that weight is carried through the animal correct so anyways long story short i've i've found a good foc that's good for me i've had and i've ran the same same arrow set up for the past four years my dad and i both and we've not lost any game knock on wood 
Um, and with that said, we've made far less than ideal shots on some of them, and they've all died within sight. Uh, we've watched them go down with, with an arrow set up like that. What, what intrigues me about Valkyrie and what I like about it is right now I'm footing my Easton Axis 500s or 400s, depending on the bow that I'm shooting, with aluminum footings. So I'm, yeah. I'm taking that aluminum footing, cutting it myself, putting a bevel on it. Um, and what I've found is not every footing is specifically the same, not identical. Right. Not that it matters too much in my shooting because yada, yada, I'm not the greatest shot in the world. So I've never, you know, you're never going to see that much variance with a, a millimeter or whatever it is. Correct. But I like the fact that I could order, and I, I have no connection with Valkyrie. I don't own any Valkyrie stuff, but I like the fact that I can just straight up order the footings, put them on, and know that every arrow is dialed in the same. So that that perks my interest for sure. And, <clears throat> you yeah. know, talking a little bit about why guys don't want to invest money into what's actually killing the animal is I think it's just strictly down to they've got away with less money. They got a, they got away with a cheap setup and they think it's well, worked why, before, right? Yeah, it's worked before. Why not just continue doing it? Well, you know, we're as a traditional archer, I'm always striving to get better no matter what yep. the circumstance is. Joel Turner, we had Joel on the podcast the other day. I'm taking a step back in my capabilities to get better. So um, I think Mobo and Arnie Mo said it great one time, and I can't quote him for sure, but he said, are you willing to leave what you know to gain, you know, better or gain success? In other yep. words, is what he was saying. So that's what I'm doing right now, trying to, take a step forward with Joel's uh, stance on things because scientifically it makes sense to me and I'm a scientific guy. So, right. You know, that, that kind of leads into the Valkyrie thing where, you know, I think guys should be willing to invest more in that department in case there's a situation where maybe that would help them out. But that's my yeah. stance. No, I, I agree 100%. You know, as, as traditional archers, for me, you know, here in the West, it's we're, we're taking longer shots at animals. There's higher winds. Shot opportunities are far and few in between the seasons that we do have. And, dude, <laughs> I've lost animals before. And that, that just eats at me. Mm -hmm. that, that eats at me that it was the performance of my equipment that, that, that failed me. And, you know, I'm not, obviously you can't blame your bow or your arrow or anything like that 100%. I mean, there's a lot of variables that factor into a successful bow kill, right? But, you know, it's like you were talking about, the, the precision and the tolerances. I mean, his stuff, I mean... He says his outserts are 22 grains. They are spot on 22 grains. I have a pile of them, and every single one of them is 22 grains. Mm -hmm. His points 250, 300, 350, whatever. I can go through, and I and I because I was I was interested because you know Brent was such like a an exact guy. I'm like, let's really see how exact this guy is. You know, <laughs> see if he's blowing smoke up my butt, dude. The guy he wasn't lying, man. He was he was not lying one bit. 
and it's and for anybody that you know obviously this is a traditional podcast but i think there's a lot of people that enjoy you know shooting compound equipment as well um i actually my wife and i are going to africa in a few short weeks here and she only shoots you know 47 pounds out of her compound and so being able to create an arrow that is going to you know be able to shoot a kudu or an eland or anything like that i was kind of concerned about it you know she was shooting a 325 grain arrow and yeah she killed an elk this year but she shot it at like five feet she probably could have just hit it on the head with her bow and would have been fine but <laughs> uh, you know your your average shot you're probably going to be that 15 to 20 yard range there's a lot of blind hunting whatever but those africa plains game are tough i mean they are the most rock solid animals out there i mean you want to test or find out what your arrow and your equipment's made out of go try and put a sliver through an eland you know what i mean so mm-hmm. for for my wife i was like she's like man i just want to kill everything with a bow i don't want to use a gun and for me i'm like the only time i pick up a gun is when i my dog's on point so um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways so la- last night i finally got down to the nitty-gritty and i set her bow up with with the valkyrie system and it's a 490 grain arrow and she's only shooting like i said 47 pounds it's going like 220 feet per second there's recurves out there that are faster than that but it is her one her bow is extremely quiet because of the overall weight but dude they tear perfect and they're like they're knocking on 30 percent front of center like my my finger goes like right behind the footing and it's balancing it's crazy wow <laughs> but that is they fly so good so it's like it's for a bow that shoots that fast it's for me in my opinion it's, it's all about control arrow flight mm-hmm. perfect that perfect tune right like I don't care how fast a bow shoots. It doesn't matter if it's shooting 220 feet per second or 180 feet per second. If it's like if it's flying like garbage, the lethality of that arrow is just down the drain. So for the Valkyrie system to be so effective both in the traditional and compound world, in my opinion, that speaks volumes to what he's trying to accomplish and the sheer fact that, yeah, a high front of center, a light grain per inch arrow a true high tolerance arrow that allows for a grain to grain consistency across the board in your arrows. And while that might not be everybody's goal in traditional archery, you don't care if it's 555 grains or 550 grains or 560 or whatever. It's like, Oh, well it's, you know, I'm shooting 15, 20 yards. It's not going to make or break. Yeah. You're probably right. But where you're, you know, for me, I'm, I'm very serious about everything that I do. I don't, I'm not going to go 80% in my equipment. It's it's 100 or nothing. And mm-hmm. for me right now, I haven't found anything better than the Valkyrie system. So if you have 100 bucks or something laying around, you should try it out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I'm kind of on the, <clears throat> I you know, to play the devil's advocate. Yeah. I, hunt, I hunt whitetail primarily, and my setup has worked well. And, um not that I wouldn't switch to Valkyrie. I, I might. I might. Especially in the the insert, you know, outsert department there. Might stick with my Grizzly 2 blades because they've been really well, done really well for me. But with that said, if I was going to hunt elk or I was going to hunt in Africa like you are or an important hunt, a wife, once in a lifetime hunt or not even once a Once in a lifetime, right? Yeah, or not even a hunt like that. 
I'm going to make sure I'm dialed in 100%. Oh, right, yeah. Right now, I might be 85. You know, I... Yeah. But it's it's worked for me in the past. I've never had any failures. However, with that right. said, if I have... If I go out this year and I have one deer that I lose, I can bet you I'm 100%. Back to the drawing board, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, no, I get it. I like I like what he's doing. I like the system. Um I like people that are serious about it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You have to be in a way, you know, you have to be, you have to be serious about anything you do. And if you're not, you're probably not going to succeed as much as you could, or you're not going to fulfill your potential, but. Yep. I agree. Oh man, that, that puts us around the hour mark, Matt. I appreciate your time again, buddy. Um, It's always a pleasure. You guys are freaking stallions. Appreciate all you guys do. One for mountain ops and, and two for the bow hunting and, and traditional community and world. I think we're it's it, it's fun to see you guys grow and progress and and spread the trad trad gospel, if you will. So hats off to you guys on all that you're accomplishing and, and thank you for all that you do for us. Thanks again, buddy. We appreciate it. You bet, man. So that was an awesome podcast, man. It's great. It was a great podcast. Matt is always a pleasure to have on the show. Um, like like we said multiple times on the podcast, it wasn't a sales pitch. It was just our honest yeah. opinion on the Mountain Ops products and how we use them on our, in our daily life. Yeah, I have a very limited experience with them. I, I like them so far, but what you guys are talking about, oh, I could, I could see a lot more uses for them. Yeah, right and now. I'm sure Mark could and talk about several different sure. uses he has as he has for them. But uh, yeah, it's a great product. Check them out at mountainops.com. Um, we don't have any codes. We're not going to do any codes. I don't think it's just a great product, and you guys should go check them out for sure. Always coming out with new innovative stuff. The Ignite product is my favorite by far. So. Get on the website, order some, and feel, feel good, I guess you could say, or replenished, but it's great stuff. Matt is also awesome to have on the podcast to talk about traditional arts. Yeah, Matt's so. a trad guy. I mean, he, he switched, right? He straight yeah, up is long, 100% trad. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Minus when a, he's bird hunting uh, with his dogs. He, he loves to do that. But absolutely, he does. Yeah, he, he, he's been hunting with a trad bow for years. And uh, check cool. out the other podcasts we've done with Matt. They were good as well. But this was one of my favorite. Yeah. I say that over and over again. But we continue to improve. And uh, it's just always fun. It's always fun to get, get somebody on the podcast and talk about traditional archery or product. So... With that said, Mark and I both have films in the QU Film Festival. Yeah, man, they're good. They're we good. Made, we made the short list for the pro short division. It's kind Pros. of a pop, it's kind of a popularity contest now, but um, even Mark and I don't consider ourselves pros, but we're very grateful to be selected into that category. So if you could go vote for us, if not, that's okay too. We don't. <laughs> We don't care. It, it, it's not it's, like they're keeping track via spreadsheet and emails. No, they're really <laughs> not. Um, they could definitely dial that in. But with that said, we appreciate the opportunity to put our films out yeah. there and have QU spread the word. Um, I believe they're also 
having a truck travel the country with a showroom and they're selecting a few films in the QU Film Festival to showcase in their tour to 27 or 28 different cities across the U.S. That's awesome. So that's pretty cool also. Um, Other than that... Yeah, and by the way, we we talk about QU all the time, but if you don't own a pair of attack pants... Oh, my God. Go get a pair of attack pants. It's like hunting in pajamas. I'm skeptical. I I I was skeptical. I was very skeptical, and I put them on, and I was like... You're like, what's the big hype? <sighs> I was just put on was, a pair of pants. Put, and on, go put on a pair of attack pants and go step over a log, and you'll know exactly what I mean when you say, "Oh my lord, how have I not been wearing Honestly, these forever?" I wear they're awesome. Three or four layers every time I go out in the cold in Pennsylvania, maybe five layers in times, and it's like I'm in pajamas. It really is. I shot shot a league this, not a league, uh, a 3D shoot this weekend. I had the uh, 210 Merino base layers on, my attack pants. I had a uh, a 125 Merino top on with the Canade jacket, hooded jacket. Uh, It was in the 30s, 40s in the morning, and then it got into the 50s with the vents and everything else I could regulate to heat. And I shot my trad bow for 30 targets. Like I was in my pajamas. That is how, yeah, they're pretty that awesome. is how much I love that product yeah, they're pretty only awesome. because they're so comfortable. So with that said, just go order some QU and see how comfortable they are. a favor and just go get the attack pants. And if you get the attack pants, you're going to want to order everything else. Like yeah. I have a, I'm a spreadsheet guy. I got one dedicated to what my next order is. And they are fit to your, you know, I haven't ordered anything that hasn't fit me. So if you're 32, 32 waist, like I am length, order mediums. They're going to fit you like a glove. They really do. So awesome. So anyway, yeah, great, great podcast. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Instagram, Facebook, Give our podcast a review because we always appreciate that. We're also going to find it Stitcher. Stitcher, Stitcher, Google Play, all the podcasting areas. And if you don't want to do that, get on our website. You can listen to it there. With that said, stay safe. Shoot straight.